Iceland, and you could transition into a continuing and rewarding career. Call 870-672-4568 to schedule an appointment to apply in person at Express Employment in Stuttgart or begin your application online at ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com or 870-672-4568. You're listening to KNEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. It's time for The Setup, the fastest hour in sports talk here on The Ticket. Here are your hosts, Cade Carlton and Andrew Bowen. All right, welcome into The Setup, a Friday edition of The Setup here on 95.3 and 96.9 FM, The Ticket. AM 970 KNEA, also online at 953theticket.com and through TuneIn by searching for KNEA. Find us on social media, Twitter at 953theTicket, Facebook at 953theTicket is where you can find us there. Uh, A lot to get into on the show today. Uh, We'll we'll check in with Lang Whitman, our uh, gambling expert, uh, coming up here in about 30 minutes at 2.30. We'll also go over last night's A-State-Coastal Carolina game, uh, look at the National College football slate for the weekend, uh, talk uh, MLB. There's no shortage of stuff or of things to get into today on the setup and we'll start diving into all of those topics and more after andrew gets us caught up with some headlines brought to you by plaza tire service bringing you the best deals on tires arkansas state football scored 20 half points the scored 21st half points thursday night at centennial bank stadium but was not enough as the red wolves lost to the 15th ranked coastal carolina by the final score of 52 to 20. A-State became the first team to score a passing touchdown on the Chanticleers this season, but could not overcome a 31-0 third-quarter deficit. To valence, Hunt led the Red Wolves offensively with 138 receiving yards and a touchdown, while Anthony Switzer led A-State in tackles with six. The Red Wolves are now 1-5 on the season. And an important update from last night's game, uh, reports regarding Sammy Johnson, who was taken off the field in an ambulance, are positive. Johnson had movements in all of his extremities, but was taken to the hospital for precautionary measures due to back pain. All the tests that were ran last night came back to normal, so wish him a speedy recovery and glad he's okay. Moving on to uh, college football, number 15, Arkansas looks to bounce back from last week's loss as they hit the road to take on number 17, Ole Miss, this Saturday and kickoff is at 11 a.m. on ESPN. And Cade, you're going to that game, correct? Yes, unfortunately. (laughs) Unfortunately. That'll be that'll be a fun weekend though. Uh, probably not, but we'll see. We'll hey, see how it I'm goes. I'm trying to be positive. Well, here, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm I've yet to say anything positive about Ole Miss Arkansas this week. And okay, fair, fair, I, fair. I, I don't know if I'm going to or going to get a chance to. Well, I'll do it for you. How about that? <laughs> uh, moving on to the MLB playoffs are in full swing. Astros won the first game of their series against the White Sox and currently lead the series one to zero. And their second game is currently underway. With the Astros up two to one at the end of the second inning, um, not what I expected, but we'll see what happens. Red Sox fell to the Rays five to zero yesterday, giving them a one to zero lead in the series. Their next game is tonight at six o two p.m. And the Braves and Brewers, the Brewers, also play today at three thirty seven p.m. 
Final game of the day will be the Giants-Dodgers tonight at 8.37 p.m. So a lot of MLB, plenty of baseball for every need you have. And this has been your Daily Headlines, brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. Back to Cade. Thank God for the MLB playoffs next week, because they say it has a bye week, and there will be a little bit of a shortage of stuff to go over. So, Well, based on the amount of games I just announced, we got plenty of baseball. Exactly. <laughs> so that'll be, a, that'll be a thing all week next week. So it's... Hey, maybe it'll be uh, an hour just baseball talk next week. I don't know. I love that. Uh, it an hour of baseball talk honestly would be better than an hour of uh, recapping last night. But that's uh, that's what we'll do. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was one of those deals going into the game. It you know you you expected that Coastal was number fifteen in the country. They were the highest ranked team to ever come through ever come to Jonesboro. Like you. Pretty much, unless you just had you know the fan glasses on, you pretty much expected Coastal to come in and win this game. Uh, now, I, I don't know that anybody expected A State to be shut out offensively in the first half, or for you know uh, for James Blackman to get hurt, and for just you know everything that kind of happened throughout the course of the game. But I don't necessarily know that the outcome was that much of a surprise. But it may have been a little bit of surprise of the way we got to uh, the outcome of the game. Uh, like, I don't want to do go heavy, like, stat to death about what happened last night. Everyone knows what happened last night. Uh, if you're listening, you there's a 99% chance you know what happened last night and how it happened because you were there or watching or listening or by Sorry, now yeah. have caught up with it. But one of the stats that we've been keeping track of on the show uh, that we – kind of go to weekly and honestly we'll keep a we'll keep a running track of it all throughout the season and that's really the only stat we're going to go to today is that now a state has allowed 44 total plays of 20 or more yards uh defensively this season they gave up seven of those plays last night they're averaging 7.3 plays given up of 20 or more yards defensively uh four plays of 60 plus yards for coastal carolina last night including the uh 99 yard touchdown which I guess if you want to spin it positively, uh, the first quarter of play was not on ESPNU uh, because of I guess it was Texas Tech and Iowa State volleyball. Like went it went to the fifth set and then it went to like extra points in the fifth set. So literally the first play that was on ESPNU last night was the first play in the start of the second quarter. That's when they caught up uh, with the game. So I guess uh, from a positive standpoint, that 99-yard touchdown wasn't on TV, but uh, there is a picture circulating around on Twitter of Grayson McCall throwing that 99-yard touchdown where he's like six yards deep in the end zone uh, and really kind of had no pressure uh, getting to it. So uh, that was uh, that was uh, something uh, last night. Yeah, and again, was, uh... you know, we've, we've kind of seen it all year. It's, it's kind of the same story of, you know, the offense essentially has to be perfect because if you're going to win games, you're going to have to get into shootouts. At least that's what we've seen up until uh, this point. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it's a little bit of both things. It's a little bit of Coastal's a dang good football team and A-State struggling right now defensively uh, because there were times, you know, I was texting with a few friends. It was like, you know, there, there have been times in this game where it kind of looks like Coastal is playing Madden on rookie mode right now. It just, yeah, it, you know, you know when you're on effortless. when you're on rookie mode and you just hand it up the middle and then like you get thirty yards. Like that's 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 kind of what it looked like at times uh, yeah. tonight or last night. So, um, 
that was a thing. Um, you know, it, it is, I guess, a little concerning because it's, you know, you've given up 50-plus now in four out of the last five games. So that is, uh, that's a little concerning, averaging 51.8 points per game given up. But, uh, you know, it's a mixture of both things. I do think Coastal is, is really, really good offensively uh, because, I mean, I think Likely is an NFL tight end. I really do. Yeah, he's he's awesome. And there's coming into this game, we had kind of heard, you know, we're we're NFL scouts were um, were high on him. Matter of fact, I think there were. I know the Seahawks were there last night. I'm pretty sure there were a couple of more NFL teams there last night, probably to watch both McCall and Likely, uh, because like they are they are a lethal combination. I mean, Likely caught four touchdown passes, one of which was a 99 yard touch. Honestly, let's be real about it. It was about a 106-yard touchdown pass, 107-yard touchdown pass for Grayson yeah, McCall was in the end was, zone. That was nuts. And like, likely just has the speed at tight end where he just blew past everyone. So um, He's really, really fast for a tight end. Yeah. That's, that's what surprised me. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He looks like – he kind of looks like a um, – Like a speed back. Yeah, you know, Philip Butterfield made the comment about Tavalence Hunt last night on the broadcast where he was talking about, you know, when Hunt gets an open space, he kind of looks like a running back. And honest to God, that's kind of what likely looks like when he gets into open space. So, that you know, I think Coastal's going to put up 50 on a lot of teams this year. Uh, They've already put up 50 on a lot of teams. Obviously, you know, we talked about it yesterday. Hey, don't let Coastal name their score. Uh... You know, don't let them name their score. Don't let them meticulously march the ball down the field and do whatever they want to do offensively. Well, I mean, that's what happened. Um, but also, again, I think it's a combination of two things. Right now, A-State's not good defensively, and Coastal is really, really good offensively. So, um, you know, I would like to see Coastal in the access bowl. I think they have the talent to win an access bowl. I don't know if they will get there. I think a lot depends on what Cincinnati kind of does, if Cincinnati could squeak into the playoff. Uh, or if Cincinnati loses one, that's probably their only chance. Uh, but I would like to see them uh, get there. So, you know, just uh, from a defensive standpoint, uh, right now, A-State's last in the country, at giving up 51 points per game. Last year, they gave up 38. And it wasn't a good defense last year either. So there has been a little of aggression. I am curious, though, um, what – this will look like down the stretch. I mean, because let's, let's be real about it at this point. A State sitting at one and five. They've lost five in a row. Mm-hmm. You have to pretty much win out if you want to get to a bowl game. Yeah, and that does not look likely. Maybe it happens. Maybe A State comes out and they shock the world and they win six straight, seven straight, whatever, to close out the year and go to a bowl game. But it doesn't seem likely. So I am interested to see though. You get Lafayette out of the way. You get South Alabama out of the way. You go into the month of November. What does this A-State defense look like? Because you get into November, and then you have four games left, and it just so happens that you can play four games and still redshirt if you're a freshman. So how many new faces do we see on the defense in November? What does that look like going down? Because really that's what you want to see this year. I mean, it's – I'm not saying it's a lost season, but it's kind of a lost season. You want to see yeah. what you have, what you have on the roster heading into next year. So really, that is the true. 
interesting point of the season left coming down in these last four games just to see what you're going to have defensively. Obviously, the good news last night was that all the reports from Sammy Johnson have come back good. Um, hard to tell from up top, you know, just how bad it was. They did say he was moving his hands and feet the whole time he was down on the field, and it was more a precautionary thing. Uh, that's what, you know, Butch Jones said in his uh, post-game interview with uh, Brad Bobo over on the uh, EAB Red Wolf Sports Network. But honestly, like, it, it was a it was a super, super scary situation because when you see a player down on the field like that and – you know, I know he was moving his arms and feet, and they said he was, but it it was also hard to tell just being up top. But when you see a player, you know, laying there on the field and it looks motionless, you kind of go to assuming the worst. So yeah. it, it was good to get good news out of that. And honestly, like it, you know, that was the first play of the second half of play. It honestly sucked a lot of the momentum out of well, the yeah, game for was... both sides. I mean, it was a few minutes before you kind of really got back in the game flow. I mean, because that was a good 10-minute delay. Yeah, I mean it was it was very scary. I I didn't realize it was a upper body injury. I thought because yeah. I saw him grabbing his hip, and then when I saw the neck brace, I think that's when it kind of set in for everyone that was watching, realizing, oh, this is this is serious, and this yeah. is a lot more intense of an injury than we thought. But glad he's okay and he's recovering and everything. Yeah. So again, I mean, the storyline of last night was that Coastal kind of scored at will on a state you know four out of the last five games they've been at 50 or more points I mean that's obviously not ideal uh and you know it it kind of is what it is um I will say um you know we can put all the blame on the defense if you want to and some of it's de- I mean some of it's deserved when you've given up 50 or more points in four of your last five games it's deserved but also and I'm not saying it would have made a difference in the grand scheme of things also, the offense really didn't help the defense's case last night either. So it's not just one of these deals where the blame lies solely on the defense uh, for not being able to get stops. Uh, I just I think it goes kind of all around uh, at this point. So we'll we'll talk about um, the offense and kind of what we saw out of the offense last night. Um, and continue uh, talking a little bit about this A-State Coastal game when we come back after a timeout here on The Ticket. We're not ready to go to the closer just yet. Stick around. More of the setup is coming up next on The Ticket. See Placid Tire Service today for the right tire at the right price right now. Placid Tire Service is the area's biggest selection of in-stock tires at the lowest price with outstanding service, including our four tires, one-hour guarantee. Plus, we make the purchase easy on the budget with our Placid Tire Service card or no credit needed financing options. In Jonesboro and South Caraway, and at our newest location on East Johnson Avenue, Placid Tire Service has the right tire at the right price right now. Come see us today at Placid Tire Service. Get a $0 premium and a $0 primary provider copay with Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield's MediPak Advantage HMO plan. You can switch plans now. The Medicare annual enrollment period ends December 7th. Call Woody Harrelson at 870-897-5000 to learn more. Woody Harrelson is a soliciting agency for Arkansas Blue Cross. Plans available only to residents of Arkansas. Not available in all counties. MediPak Advantage HMO has a different network of doctors and hospitals than your current plan. Before enrolling, please check to be sure your doctors are in the network. MediPak Advantage HMO is insured by Health Advantage and is an HMO plan with a Medicare contract and enrollment depends on contract renewal. 
It's John G. for George Kale Motors in Newport. Have you ever been to a car dealership and a salesperson chases you around like you stole something? At George Kale Motors, we won't chase you around or lie in front of your car to make you stop. But we will try to do everything we can to make you comfortable and enjoy your shopping experience. We offer great selection, great prices, and exceptional service after the sale. View our entire inventory at georgekellmotors.com or come see us at Newport off Highway 67, Exit 85, GMC and George Kale Motors. We are professional grade. Next time you have a special occasion, make a memory you'll never forget with the help of Crown Limousine. Weddings, birthday parties, concerts, anniversaries, going out for dinner, or just because. Crown Limousine will help you make a memory that will last a lifetime. Choose from Crown Limousine's 14-passenger Hummer or one of their 10-passenger Lincolns. Crown Limousine has the right limo for your memory. Find Crown Limousine on Facebook and at crownlimo1.com. Call 215-0077 and reserve your next memory in motion with Crown Limousine. Who remembers opening a checking account and selecting checks to fit your style? Well, now you can do the same thing with your debit card at the Bank of Fayetteville and Farmers and Merchants Bank. Whether your passion is nature, athletics, or even fashion like leopard print or tie-dye, drop by your favorite branch or look online at mebanking.com to see all our new designer debit card selections. The Bank of Fayetteville and Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC. I'm James Taylor. I'm the pastor at Cedar Grove Baptist Church. One important reason for me to be vaccinated was just I listened to people that were part of my community, part of my community of faith, doctors, pharmacists that had studied this, and I listened to their advice and their wisdom. It's not just about protecting ourselves, but it's about protecting those who are the most vulnerable, like my children, people who aren't able to be vaccinated, so that by being vaccinated, I can help protect others. Learn more at healthy.arkansas.gov. This message brought to you by the Arkansas Department of Health. We're always rooting for overtime round here. Now let's get back to the setup. All right, welcome back here on the setup. Kate Carlson, Andrew Bowen with you on 95.3, 96.9, the ticket, 970 AM, KNEA. About 13 minutes away from being joined by Lane Whitman, the Rail Bird. In the meantime, we'll continue going over this A-State Coastal game from last night. And so here's the thing, um, and we've kind of t- we kind of talked about this on the Workday Red Zone today is that when you when you're going through a season like this, where it's one and five and everything is just not going good, and there's not a lot of positives and basically every talking point you have leans negative. You kind of go through the seven stages of grief. And, and, you know, and I don't, I think a lot of people probably are at the anger and bargaining stage and whatever. I'm just kind of at the accepted stage. Like there's no point in getting angry over it and yeah, going over a a million stats that we all, like like I don't have to tell you A-State's defense is ranks, last in the nation in this stat or this stat or that stat or whatever like if you watched you know it's just one of those deals where it's kind of the point where it's not worth getting mad and harping on it because that's what this season is now if that's the way it is and if that's the way it is next year or two years from now or three years from now then absolutely yes be angry about it but it's just kind of at this point where it's there's really no point to to waste energy and being angry at this point of the season yeah i mean and it's, so i'm not it's gone and done you got to kind of move yeah 
Uh, all right, so we talked about the defense. Uh, the big story with the A-State offense uh, is that, according to Butch Jones in the postgame, James Blackman could have missed significant time with a shoulder injury. I don't know how many people – so I had the binoculars on James Blackman because he got sacked on his – I can't remember if he got sacked or if he got hit and threw it away. It was one of the two. But his last play – in the second quarter, because he got hurt on this play in the second quarter. That's why Lane Hatcher came out, ran the final play of the second quarter, uh, and whatever. Blackman got hurt on A-State's second-to-last possession of the second quarter. And he, I mean, Coastal was, Coastal had three down defensive linemen, they were still creating a, a big rush all night long. And they were in Blackman's grill all night long, which is a problem in and of itself. But, uh Blackman went down, and you could tell just the way he got up that something was not right. He laid on the ground for a little bit. He was slow to get up, and uh, Butch Jones said in the postgame he, sh- he could miss significant time with a shoulder injury. So, in the meantime, you would think that puts the uh, the big talking point of A-State football over the last like year and a half to bed about the quarterback situation because there is no quarterback situation right now. Lane Hatcher's the quarterback. James Blackman can't play. He's hurt. Lane Hatcher's the quarterback. That's it. It's yeah. literally it. It's Lane Hatcher's show for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Maybe Blackman comes back in mid-November and gets his job back. I don't know, but right now it's Lane Hatcher's show. There's really no point in arguing over this guy looks better than this guy like we've been doing for the last year and a half, two years. Yeah, I mean, it's – yeah, like you said, there's no point. I mean, um, he can't come back for now. The big story last night, offensively, was the run game. And we've kind of gone over this uh, throughout the year. Uh, officially, it was 17 rushes for 18 yards, 1.1 yards per carry. But you take the sacks out of it, it's 14 rushes for 62 yards. The average per carry at four four and a half is solid. But, I mean, it was obvious A-State was not running the ball a whole lot last night just because they haven't got any production out of the run game this year. And, you know that, that's that's hard when you're when you're so one dimensional offensively because what we saw a lot of times is even when a state could get ahead of the chains and get a first down, eventually it caught up with them and they were playing behind the chains on second and third down and you know not able to extend a lot of drives and that's really kind of the problem when you're one dimensional and haven't been able to establish the run so far this year. Um, yeah, it gives your I mean it gives your quarterback no break if he misses a pass. Yeah. you're looking at a three and out. Yeah, and then. Obviously, we can talk about not running the ball, but we've talked about that same storyline game Every after week, game after yeah. game after game. The real thing was, and Butch Jones talked about it at halftime on the K-Fine interview, A-State probably left 21 points on the field in the first half of play in just drops. I mean, there were two, there were three drops. That were huge. That I mean, huge. Would have gone for touchdowns. Yeah. At least two of them would have gone for touchdowns. And you're looking at you know a one score game potentially at the half if you catch the ball. I mean that just huge drops in the first half for A State, and honestly passes that James Blackman threw pretty well. His receivers just let him down dropping the football. That was a huge storyline for A State, and so I mean I agree. Like if you don't have those drops, then it's a it's a completely different game at the half. But you do have the drops, and so therefore Coastal shuts you out in the first half of play. I mean that was. That was a huge point in the game, just not being able to catch those big passes and take them to the house. Yeah, it was it was rough. I mean, I don't know what was going on out there. I thought initially it was the passes, but I mean the passes looked great 
from what I could tell. There were a few yeah. here and there that were misfired, but most of those passes that were dropped were right on the money and perfect. And I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was a rough night altogether. Yeah, I mean, the injuries and the drops. Three three receivers had a drop last night. I think I think the number was three because it was Rucker Jones Green. I think that's right. But Tavalence Hunt did look really good. And we talked about Philip Butterfield's comment about how once he catches the ball in open space, he looks a lot like a running back, and like he does. I mean, he had six catches for 138 yards and a touchdown last night. So he can turn up field. Yeah, I mean that was your that was your bright spot uh, offensively. Now, when you when you just and that's why I don't like the quarterback Cole debate or whatever because regardless of who was in at quarterback last night, eight of A State's offensive possessions ended in five plays or less and resulted in either a punt or a turnover. So obviously that's not a that's not a winning strategy. Yeah. Um, I mean, you did start to see good things in the second half offensively for May State. First half was not very good. You did start to see some things offensively for A State in the second half. But overall, I mean, there's, like, there's literally no way to sugarcoat it. It was not a good night. Uh, Coastal controlled the game from start to finish, and now uh, the uh, 15th ranked Chanticleers are six and zero, two and zero in the league, and A State dropped to one and five, zero and two in the league. So. I do think it's probably a good thing that A-State has a bye week looming um, and interested to see what they look like out of that. Uh, you know, Butch Jones had comments in the post game last night that within the next two to three days, every individual on the team would know their role and know where they stand going forward. So I'm interested to kind of find out what that means. Um because I, I do, I do think you're going to start to see more new faces down these last few games. Because at this point, like, what do you have to lose? You're playing for, you're playing to see what you have for next year and what you don't have for next year that you can go out and add in the off season. So, again, frustrating, yes. Bad night, yes. Um, and we'll see kind of where it goes from here. So, a state off. Next week, uh, they'll be taking on ULL in a couple of weeks uh, on Thursday night, ESPNU. I, I did, um, not that I was super surprised by it, because it was a Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. And you had thir- and you had junior high football games going on and yada, 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 whatever excuse. I was a little surprised at how sparse the crowd was it, Oh, me opening too. Opening kickoff last night. Me too. Little surprised by that. Someone, uh, someone did mention if there was more, I feel like coastal people that traveled, they believe the bottom bowl would have been full. But I don't know. I don't uh, know yeah, I that. don't know. Um, again, though, like that's what we were talking about on the show yesterday. It's not an A state problem. It's a it's a college football problem right now. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, I mean, honest to God, uh, this week, Ole Miss, Arkansas. In Oxford, there's like seven thousand tickets still available for that game. See, that's crazy to me. It's, again, it. it's it's not an it's not an A State problem. It's a college football problem. A lot of people got a taste of sitting on their couch and being able to watch their team last year on the TV and being able to flip back and forth between their team's game and other games and not having the expense and the travel and everything that is involved with going to games that. It's going to be hard to get. It's going to be hard to get that part of your fan base back at whatever school in the country. True. I mean, I can't talk because I'm one to go to a bar to watch the game instead of actually going to the game sometimes. So 
but that's sometimes. I still like to go. So yeah, see, I'm not one of those. I'm just you like to go. Yeah, I like to go. I I, I do too usually, but I've been to like example the Ole Miss Tennessee game. I'm not going to the game, but I'll be up there and I don't know. Just I've been to Neyland so many times. I feel like I get sick. Of I'm it. just I'm I'm just one of those that like I just I I like. If I'm going to be in the town where the game is going to be played, You're I am going go, to yeah. the game. No, I'm I, not. I I'm not doing that. this tailgate crap or whatever. I'm not tailgating. Like either, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to the game. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. But I realize that I am in the vast minority on that, especially now. Which is weird because, like, two, three years ago, that would have been the majority. I would have been. The, yeah. I would have been the outcast being at the bar. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, pre-COVID, and honestly, it was kind of trending a little bit that way. Before COVID hit, but I mean, it wasn't as it, it wasn't nearly as, as bad. Yeah. It wasn't nearly on the downward trend that it is now. But yeah, I mean, three, four, five years ago, before COVID hit, you wouldn't be solely like in the uh, minority, but you still would be in the minority. Yeah, I feel like you'd be chastised a little bit. Whereas now, that's probably the overwhelming. Majority. Now, now it's like it's not why aren't you going to the game? Now it's why are you going to the game? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So. Again, it's not an A-State problem. It's a college, it's a college football, football problem. problem. 100%. All right, Lang uh, Wetman, the Railbird, joins us next uh, to go over his picks for the weekend. We'll have that coming up right after this on the ticket. Kara's icing down. Bobo's in the pen. But Kate and Andrew are dealing. The setup continues right after this on the ticket. Hey, it's Brandon Baxter for Elite Men's Health in Jonesboro. Guys, if you want to lose weight and get in shape for summer, you need to go by Elite Men's Health. We've all heard the talk about how women's hormones change as they get older, but guys, guess what? That happens to us too. Most men begin to see a drop in testosterone by the age of 30 and some even before that. So why put in all that hard work if your testosterone isn't working for you? I mean, it's going to be harder to lose weight, to burn fat, and perform at your peak if your testosterone level is too low. If you feel run down and tired all the time, if you feel like you have less strength or less endurance, and if you're struggling to lose weight, you might have low testosterone. Elite Men's Health worked for me. My free testosterone level is up over 300%. Go by Elite for an evaluation, and if your T-levels are low, let them develop a plan that's perfect for your body. If you want to feel like you did when you were in your late teens and early 20s, head to Elite Men's Health. In their new location, 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Rob Taylor State Farm. Or check out EliteMensHealth.com. Over the years, Purcell Tire and Service Center has earned the reputation as the home of a huge selection of tires, plus unbeatable service on your personal vehicle. And now, Purcell is looking for you to join their team. Purcell is looking for mechanics, tire technicians, and an outside service technician for medium commercial tires. Apply now at PurcellTire.com, PurcellTire.com, and click on Careers. And next time you need your vehicle serviced, remember to go see your friends at Purcell Tire and Service Center, corner of Parker and Caraway Road, Jonesboro. Calling all Red Wolves fans. We want you and your business at United Country Scenic Rivers Realty. If you have property to sell, call me, Angie Gallagher, at 870-219-5159 to get your property sold. Red Wolves fans are some of my favorite customers. The real estate market is hot and inventory is low from everything selling so fast. Whether you have a home in Jonesboro or Paragould, a farm or ranch, waterfront property, or a country home with acreage in northeast Arkansas, we can sell it. United Country Scenic Rivers Realty and the Red Wolves. 
Jones. Now that's a winning combination. Collision Repair in Jonesboro knows the hassle that a wreck or fender bender causes in our day-to-day lives. You need to be back in your vehicle fast and don't have time to keep taking it back into the shop for missed details. Collision Repair is committed to delivering quality work in a timely manner so you can be back on the road fast. You'll be glad you chose Collision Repair to get your car back to normal after an accident. Get your vehicle fixed right the first time. Call Collision Repair at 935-9482. Duck season is just around the corner, and whether you're in need of a new boat, a new motor, or just want your current one running, come see us at Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart. Now in stock, we have Tahatsu 25 horsepower and smaller motors. You can shop us both in-store and online. From a hole in your boat to a whole new boat, let our certified marine technicians get you ready for that next great duck hunt. Come to Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart and shop online at maxpw.com. The hunt begins here. It's the quickest hour in sports talk. That was fast. Now back to the setup on the ticket. All right, welcome back here on the setup. Kate Carlton, Andrew Bowen. By the way, I didn't realize until like five minutes ago Coastal had fifty burger shirts on in their locker room last night, and I can't I can't decide if like if it was against any other team that they stayed, I would love it. But fifty burger shirts, yeah. It, oh it, no, it's literally five zero with the burger emoji. Oh. And like my my, I have a lot of questions about that. I have a ton of questions about that. Like. Someone better get on. We need to, we need to get into that in the final. This is a call to because action. I have a, I have a ton of questions about how how and why those shirts were brought on the trip. Oh my goodness! If you have a Twitter, this is a call to action. You need. I to also have a question stuff. about uh, the uh, chainsaw or whatever it was in the locker room last night. I, what? Yeah, they, uh, we'll get into this yeah, in the okay. final segment. Uh, right now, we're going to get into some national college football and look at. Uh, some of the lines across college football this weekend as Lang Whitman, the Railbird, joins us on the phone lines. Lang, how are you? No, I'm doing good, but Coastal, do they do they bring those with them every game, or was that a one-time deal or what? Now you got me intrigued. Yeah, that's I, I don't know. That's that, that, that's what I want to know. Like, Do they specifically have like a duffel bag <laughs> that they bring on the trip that, in case we score 50, guys, here are the 50-burger shirts. It's just marked with a post-it <laughs> note that says, emergency T-shirts. <laughs> Uh, anyways, let's get into some college football for this weekend. Uh, let's see. What do we have? We have five college football games, three NFL games that we'll get into for the weekend. We'll begin first. It's Arkansas and Ole Miss, 11 a.m. tomorrow on ESPN. Ole Miss is a home favorite at five and a half. Who do you have in this one? Well, we're going to find out here which team I think is stronger mentally. Uh, after yeah. the beatdowns both of them took last week. For Arkansas, I think they, the Hawks must get off to a fast start or they're going to have deja vu all over again after what happened last week against Georgia. And recent recent history is on Arkansas' side. Uh, they've covered seven of the last eight against Ole Miss. They're 5-2 and two straight up the last seven years against Ole Miss with those two losses during the uh, Chad Morris tenure, which Arkansas fans really don't want to talk about. <laughs> but on the other hand, uh, you have Matt Corral went to events last year where he had the six interceptions that most everybody knows about. Uh, the thing I take away from that game, though, is 
Corral had five interceptions, and I believe Ole Miss had a fumble. Yet Ole Miss still got the ball back, down by only five points with like three minutes left with a chance to win. And, yeah. of course, there was a, there was a sixth interception at the end of the game. But I'm going to guess that Corral has learned his lesson. He's going to be more patient. I think Ole Miss maybe runs the ball a little more than people think. I heard a lot of Arkansas fans talking this week saying, you know, that how Ole Miss passes to set up the run. And I, I, I just don't see it that way. I mean, the numbers bear it out. Ole yeah. Miss has ran 312 plays this year. 170 now, those have been runs, only 133 passes. So, uh, you know, that three-man front from Arkansas might be challenged again this week with Ole Miss running the ball. And uh, it'd be interesting to see how that, how that touch shakes out. I'm going to go with Ole Miss minus the five and a half. <sighs> Braver than I am. I'm still I'm still I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to pick Arkansas to win in like just some unbelievably spectacular wild fashion or if I'm picking them 45-14. Hadn't decided yet. Well, I mean, you know, two of the last three times Arkansas has played at Ole Miss, you had the fourth and twenty-five play, and uh, the other time Arkansas won, they were behind thirty-one to seven and came back and kicked yep. the field goal in the last play of the game to, to win. So, there's weird things that happen when Arkansas and Ole Miss uh, meet up in Oxford. Yep, I was at both of them. Uh, Georgia and Auburn at two thirty on CBS. Georgia is a sixteen-point favorite, coming off a very impressive showing against the Razorbacks last weekend. Uh, are you riding with uh, Georgia, or are you going with uh, Bo Nix, who looked really good last week? Wow, man, this this is a tough one for me. That's a lot of points in, in what is really Georgia's first road game of the year. Yes, the schedule says they played at Vanderbilt, but that doesn't really count. Georgia had more fans in the stands <laughs> in Nashville than Vanderbilt did. Yeah. Uh you know, Georgia's D, everybody knows about their D now. They average giving up 2.26 yards per rush. Uh, but Auburn's D is also good against the run. They're sixth in the country, giving up 2.5 yards per carry, and I'm still not a firm believer in Georgia's offense. Uh, I think it's probably good enough to win, uh, you know, go undefeated through the regular season. Uh, I think they probably beat Auburn tomorrow. I don't know about beating them by that many points. What I'm really looking at in this game is under the 46 and a half. Okay. I, I think I think this game has you know something like maybe twenty four to ten, twenty four to thirteen written all over it. And you know, gun to my head, yeah, I'd probably take Auburn in the points, but I wouldn't real, feel real comfortable with it because it could end up twenty eight to three, Georgia. Oklahoma and Texas, the other uh, eleven a.m. kick, an interesting game. Oklahoma's coming in back to back weeks where they've gotten the win but haven't looked impressive. Meanwhile, Texas has seemed to kind of figure things out offensively uh, since losing to Arkansas. Uh, who do you like, or what do you like in this game? Uh, initially, just looking at this game, I was drawn to Texas. And then I, I kind of studied stuff a little bit further. And, yes, Oklahoma has not covered a spread this year outside of the game against Western Carolina when they won 76 to nothing. They've won by 5, by 7, by 3, by 6. You know, so that that's, they haven't been impressive, but they have been winning. Uh, maybe something changed for them in their West Virginia game two weeks ago, where the crowd was booing Spencer Rattler and was wanting the backup quarterback to come in because Rattler had his maybe his best game of the season last week: twenty-two out of twenty-five for two hundred forty-three yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I don't know. I, Texas is going to have to show it to me. Uh, I, I, that game against Arkansas is still on my mind. Uh, you know, this they they came back and they've covered all three. 
uh, games since then. I just think Oklahoma's the better team. They've won four of the last five straight up against Texas. It's a short number. I'm going to stick with Oklahoma to actually cover a spread against a decent team for the first time this year. So that begins, and just in terms of games we're looking at, that begins a stretch of, uh, what, five straight games where the spread is three and a half or lower. The next one is Penn State and Iowa. Uh, maybe the game of the week in college football, a matchup of uh, two top five teams. Iowa is a two-point favorite. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, both teams are 5-0, and oh, both teams 4-1 and one against the spread. And can anyone get to 20 points? Both teams have, have <laughs> top-ranked defenses. I mean, yeah. if so, whoever gets to 21 points is going to win the game. I mean, it's just shocking to me to see two top five teams in the country in the year 2021 with a total in the game of 40 and a half points. That is so <laughs> low. It just You just say they can't not go over that, yeah. but they might not. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize, like, statistically, Iowa's right up there with Georgia in terms of best defenses in the country. Yeah, and, and Penn State's not too far behind that. Yeah, uh, I mean, Penn State has quietly has nine straight wins uh, since they lost by 20 at home against Iowa in Happy Valley last year. Uh, Penn State is also 1-8 against the spread on the road against AP top five teams the last nine times they played that. Now, usually that was probably many times against Ohio State, so you know, some of that can be excused. But uh, all that said, I just can't take Iowa. Give me Penn State plus the points. I'll take any points I can get in this game. I'll take two points on the board right now. So the next game, as we're talking with Lang Whitman, the Railbird here, is probably the most interesting line to me in college football all weekend simply because I can't believe it's so low. Uh, Michigan has gotten off to a 5-0 and start. They looked somewhat pretty impressive in that 5-0 and start. Uh, meanwhile, they're going on the road to Nebraska, and they're only a three-point favorite. Uh, are you going with Michigan, or is Vegas telling us something here? I'm going with Big Red here, and, and I was close to using this as my money play. It still might be a money play for me tomorrow when I put my official picks out uh, Saturday morning, but uh, Nebraska has been playing a lot better football than, than they get credit for. Yes, that opening loss to Illinois was bad, uh, but since then they have – Three wins. Their two losses were, were the undefeated Oklahoma, where they lost by seven, and the undefeated Michigan State, where they actually should have won that game, lost in overtime by three points on the road. They, they played well. They played better than, than what they get credit for. Meanwhile, Michigan, I mean, yes, they're undefeated, but let, let's just see who they did beat. Western Michigan, Washington, who hasn't you know, lit it up against anybody but Arkansas State, Northern Illinois, Rutgers, and what turns out to be a poor Wisconsin team. Uh, they're going on the road for the second straight week. Uh, it's a night game in Lincoln. You know the crowd is going to be supercharged. You know it's going to be sold out. And Nebraska is quietly 8-2 and two against the spread in the last 10 games uh, under Scott Frost. So I- I'm riding with Big Red here. Give me the three points. I think Nebraska can win this game outright. Okay. All right. Uh, NFL games, uh, we'll have three NFL games here. Uh, the first we'll start with is Browns Chargers. Really interesting game. Two, uh, high powered explosive offenses. Pretty good young quarterback matchup. Uh, Chargers are a three and a half point favorite. Uh, you like the Browns or you like the Chargers? I'll tell you what, this Chargers team is really intriguing to me. They are. Uh, uh, you know, they're three and one. 
you know, they lost to Dallas in a game where you know, some penalties took some points off the board for them. But, but what is underrated is the Chargers' defense. You, you, they played Washington. They held Washington to 16 points. In the other three games the, rest, the, the football team has played, uh, they've averaged 28 points a game. Dallas has averaged 35 points a game in the game they didn't play. The Chargers, they only got 20. You see the pattern here. They held the Chiefs to 24. The Chiefs averaged 36 against everybody else. They held the Raiders to 14. The Raiders averaged 26 against everybody else. They've been holding teams to two touchdowns under what they averaged against everybody else. And I think that is a vastly underrated stat here for the Chargers, who have, all, who have played some, you know, with Dallas and Kansas City, especially some potent yeah. offenses so far. Cleveland's defense is no joke either. Baker Mayfield's arm, a little dinged up. I'm looking at under 47 points in this game. I think that's way too high in a game that you know 24 points might win it. All right. Now, I, I like that. Uh, Bills and Chiefs, they're the uh, Sunday night football game, a game that will get a lot of talk this weekend. Uh, probably one of the better matchups all year long in the NFL. Uh, Bills going to Kansas City. Chiefs are a three-point home favorite. What do you like out of this game? Well, this is the highest total uh, of the NFL season so far, 56.5 points, and I don't think that's high enough. Buffalo does have two <laughs> shutouts in the last three weeks, but let's look at the quarterbacks they played against. They played against an old Ben Roethlisberger. They played a game where Tua got hurt for the Dolphins. They played backup quarterback Heineke for the football team and the rookie Davis Mills last week. That, that's not a, a murderer's row of NFL quarterbacks right now. Uh, so their defense, while highly ranked, is definitely going to be tested. Kansas City gets 28 nearly every game by just you know, by just showing up. Uh, Buffalo's offense, meanwhile, though, has been rolling up you know, the last three weeks, 35, 43, and 40, and we know that Chiefs defense is not very good. I think this game gets into the 60s easily. Look at the over, 56-and-a-half in this game. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, 16 weeks out of the year, the Bills' defense is the defense to have in fantasy, but this is the one week where it's not the defense to have. Uh, your money play is uh, the New Orleans Saints taking on the old Washington football team. The Saints are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, that is a uh, 12 o'clock kick on CBS on Sunday. What do you like out of that one to make it your money play? I, I tell you what, this Washington defense is not very good, giving up 30 points per game. Uh, you get a top play caller like Sean Payton, against a poor defense. He's going to scheme up some plays to get the Saints on the board. Uh, the Saints' defense, meanwhile, is, is pretty solid, and they're going against not an awful quarterback, but he's still a backup quarterback in, in Taylor Heineke. Uh, I just think the Saints are going to control this game from start to finish as my money play in the NFL this week. Take the Saints minus the two. Lang, as always, appreciate the time. Appreciate you joining us on Fridays as you do each and every week. Uh, you'll have a lot of picks up uh, this weekend. People can follow along. Just tell them uh, where they can follow along on your so social media pages. Yeah, look at my Twitter or Facebook pages at the Railbird three three three. Each morning on Saturday and Sunday, I'll have my official picks up and what my record is in college and the NFL. I'm on a good run on my money plays in college, uh, six and one on, on All right. post on post uh, so far this year. So we're going to keep that going. And the NFL did not turn out good last week, so we got to turn that around. Well, sounds good. Looking forward to seeing your picks uh, on your social media pages this weekend. And as always, uh, appreciate you joining us for the visit. I always enjoy being on with you guys. Appreciate it. That's Lane Whitman, the Railbird.
with us on the phone lines as he is each and every Friday. You missed any of that interview, find it following the show, soundcloud.com slash 95.3 The Ticket. Let's come back, close it out, and head for the house on a Friday after this on The Setup. Our advice? Just take the over. More of The Setup is coming up next on The Ticket. Good afternoon. I'm Kate Morgan and for Scott Woodson. It's time to take a look at your EAB market countdown. December corn at 530 and a half, down three and a half. March also down three and a half at 539 and a half. November soybeans at 1243, down four and a quarter. January down four at 1254 and a quarter. December wheat at 734, down seven and a quarter. March down seven and a half at 747 and a quarter. December cotton down 120 at 110.41. March sitting at 107.84, down 88. And November rice at 13.74, down 11. January down 10 at 14.02. In the livestock complex, October live cattle at 125.58, up 30. December up 15 at 130.25. October feeder cattle at 159.48, down 88. November down 45 at 161.15. And October lean hogs at 90.25, up 40. December down 53 at 81.50. That's your market countdown from your EAB Ag Network. Have a great day. At the end of every harvest, it's time to prepare the fields for next year's crop. And for many farmers, that means prescribed burns. Burning helps eliminate pests, it manages problematic residue, and increases sustainability. As a farmer and a mother, I understand that it's important that we continue to take care of our environment and our communities by following simple voluntary steps before initiating a burn. Pick up a copy of the new Voluntary Smoke Management Guidelines and Checklist at aad.arkansas.gov and remember to call the Arkansas Agriculture Dispatch Center at 1-800-830-8015 before you burn. Help preserve our air shed for generations to come and minimize new regulations by calling 1-800-830-8015. Arkansas farmers have always been great at proactively ensuring a high standard, and we want to continue that tradition. Football season is in full swing, and your friends at The Ticket are talking about all the teams you care about. High school, Red Wolves, Razorbacks, we've got you covered with all your favorite shows, including The Front Row with Budro, RWRC Radio, The Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie, The Setup, and The Drive with Brad Bobo. And The Ticket is Northeast Arkansas's home to the Dallas Cowboys. So if you want football, we're here for you on 104.1 KBRI, KNEA AM 970, 95.3 and 96.9 the ticket. Where are we going? I thought you wanted to get some stuff for the party. We're going to the old country store off the Cash River in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Jonesboro. Yeah, but we need something besides beer and wine, don't we? The old country store has all spirits now. I'm taking you to see all your favorite men. Oh, you mean Jack, Jim, Jose, and Johnny. Yep. You know, Jose's my favorite. Keep your clothes on this time. The proceeding was recorded by poorly paid voice actors. The Old Country Store and Spirits, 16067 Highway 63 East in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Dan Avenue. The Old Country Store. Timeout's over, and we're going to a full court press. Now let's get back to the setup on the ticket. All right, welcome back here on The Setup as we close out a Friday afternoon edition of the program. As always, thanks to the Railbird Lane Whitman for hopping on with us, as he does each and every Friday. That'll be up here in about, oh, 20 minutes, 25 minutes or so. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash 95.3 The Ticket. And 
wherever you get your podcast from is where you can find that interview. So uh, we'll have that up uh, here in a little bit. Um, Interesting slate of uh, games tonight, uh, as we'll see Temple at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a 30-point favorite in that at 6 o'clock on ESPN. Meanwhile, Stanford is at Arizona State at 9.30, and Arizona State's uh, getting 14-and-a-half in that matchup tonight. Uh, In terms of baseball, a a full day of games – we already see Chicago and Houston underway as that game currently in the top of the fifth inning and the Astros leading the White Sox 2-1 to one in that one over on, uh, I guess that's on MLB Network. Uh, Do you still think the Astros are the bad guys of the MLB or have you kind of moved past it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I think mean, I'm I over just, it. <laughs> I just, I'd like... It's been two years. I know I don't like Altuve. I just don't have the energy to like hate yeah, a lot of teams. No, now. I, I see you what you're know? saying. Yeah. Now, if they make it to the World Series, then you can. Maybe yeah. it's different. Maybe it's different when it means a whole lot more. But like, I already hate the Cardinals. I don't have enough energy to hate <laughs> another baseball team. You know, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I hate the Dodgers. I have to put all my energy into that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Braves at the Brewers at three thirty-seven on TBS, which I actually think is going to be an interesting series. I do think Milwaukee could be. I think uh, it's going to be a great series. Yeah, I do think Milwaukee could be one of those sneaky World Series teams, which would infuriate me. Um, I think the Braves are exciting this year. Yeah, I wonder if the Brewers are going to give away like $5 tickets in the postseason since they can never <laughs> fill that place. Milwaukee shouldn't have an MLB team if they can't fill the stadium, even when they're and good. They're, they're good. They're not like yeah. a bad team. I don't get it. Like literally the only time they fill the stadium is when the Cubs and Cardinals come to town and Cubs and Cardinals fans just fill the stadium. It's weird. That's when they fill it. I mean, every other team, even when they're bad, like the Giants were bad like two years ago, and they yeah. and they still had packed arenas every game. I don't get it. Uh, Boston at Tampa Bay tonight in the high school gymnasium down there at St. Petersburg at 6.02 on FS1, and then Dodgers and Giants start uh, their series tonight, NLDS Game 1, at 8.37 on TBS. I love these precise Actually, I don't. I hate them, but these precise start times: three thirty-seven. I know. Six oh very specific. Eight thirty-seven. Four thirty-one. By the way, A State Coastal kicked at six thirty-three last night. No so, way. So dumb. I wonder. Wonder if people are betting on that. You know, you can bet on like when the um, national anthem ends for the championship every year. I wonder if they're betting on the exact kickoff time. <laughs> I, wish they, I wish that would be a wager because every A-State home game, I'd go get the pregame sheet and see what time they're actually kicking off and win some money. You're like, oh, guys, I didn't know. I mean, <laughs> I got the inside scoop on that. <laughs> there you go. I could find that pregame sheet easy. <laughs> I wish that was. Put that on Bovada, and I'll make some money off that. They're going to take it off just because of you now. <laughs> uh, so we talked about Coastal in the locker room after the game tonight. Yeah, I was about to ask. It, it, and I don't dislike Coastal. I, you know, I think Coastal's good. I hope they go win games. It's good for the sub belt if they go win games. But what they did in the locker room was just weird. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're walking around with 50-burger shirts in the middle of the re- – like, why are we celebrating 50-burgers in the middle of regular season, first off? Like, if you do that in the Sun Belt Conference championship game, okay. <laughs> but what's the process of getting 50-burger shirts for everyone in the locker room? I like that's, that you- that's my question. Like, are we putting these in duffel bags – 
and putting them on the team plane and being like, just in case, we're rocking these after the game. You also have to think about they had to take money out to buy those shirts. So they exactly. had to go to someone to get this approved. Exactly. Like, and, that means a handful of people saw this. Yes. And then not only that, there's a video circulating around of Teddy Gallagher, who's one of their star linebackers, uh, him putting on Twitter, or his uh, Instagram story, I'm sorry, of they had like a stuffed wolf, and they brought a chainsaw in and were like, sawing the head of this wolf off in the locker room they're all so like what are we doing why why is this our celebration 50 burger shirts and uh, a chainsaw to take uh, the think, head of this uh stuffed wolf animal off i think the secret owner of uh that team or like donor is uh vince mcmahon i think there's wwe ties in here because yeah. there has to be <laughs> the yeah, so that was nuts. That was interesting. Also, it was interesting, too, and I don't know for sure. I, I, I'm assuming so because he represents, like, everyone that's anyone in college football, but uh, walked into the postgame press conference room last night, and there sits Jimmy Sexton, like, the guy in college football. Yeah. If you aren't represented by Jimmy Sexton, then, buddy, you probably aren't very good. I mean, that's the guy in college football. So I guess Butch Jones is represented by him. He was at the press conference last night, so that was like, that's crazy. oh, crap, that's Jimmy Sexton. That's that's the name you hear about every college football coach's agent. He's just that's, here chilling. That's wild. So, anyways, a, a lot of uh, interesting stuff came out of that game last night. All right, that does it for us on the show this week. Uh, thanks to Lane Whitman, the Rober, for joining us today. The Drive with Brad Bobo is next. High school football, by the way, tonight across the EAB Sports Network. Uh, Nettleton on Bob FM, Valley View on KBTM, Brooklyn over on KISS FM, and Jonesboro right here on The Tickets. That'll do it for us. The Drive is next. Have a great weekend.